If you're a fan of the classic metal show and you've progressed past a flip phone, then you better have the CMS app on your phone. Get it today. It's in both the Google and iOS app stores. It's the CMS app. Get it? It's got everything you would possibly want from the CMS. So get it today and stay connected to the CMS. This is Talk To Me. Your host, Joshua Toomey, bring you epic rants, anecdotes, and interviews with heavy hitters from hardcore A new life to hair metal. This is Talk To Me. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Talk To Me. This is episode 272. The guest this week is Wolf Hoffman of Accept. The new album, Too Mean to Die, out January 15th. And uh, we've also got a special guest host on this episode. It's Chris Aiken of the classic metal show Aftershocks and the the uh, mastermind behind the CMSPN, the CMS Podcast Network. What's up, Chris? What is up, sir? How are we doing? We are doing well. We are doing well. This is where you should be able to give me shit about your Browns beating my Titans last week, like very handily beating my Titans. And, uh, you know, since you've opted out of this season, uh, you yeah. cannot do that. I have nothing to say. I have not watched a down this season. I have, I'm standing by my principles of not dealing with it. I know for some that makes me a pussy, but so be it. You know, I'm, I'm standing by my principles and I'm not kneeling. And, <laughs> and that's that. I, have, I honestly, I, I know of the game. I know, I know that, um, what, it was a close game. It was like, what, like 42 to 38 or something like that. It was only close on the scoreboard. It was 38 to oh, seven at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. See, I, I, dude, I, I, I honestly, it, it's weird, and you know this, man. I'm big football fan. Did the Browns podcast for a couple of years, the last couple of years, but I, I said I wasn't going to watch any, and I'm not, and I haven't watched, haven't watched a, a dribble of a basketball, a, a down of football, or a, um, you know, and at bat in baseball all see all year. I've really locked down during COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it is kind of funny, though. The year that you, like, you know, steadfast against watching it is, like, one of the best seasons since, like, the 90s for the Browns. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> maybe that's what they needed was for me to check out. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing them a favor. Who knows? Less Chris Haken is what we all need. Yeah, sure we do. <laughs> Well, uh, actually, I guess I've, I've got more Chris Aiken in my life because uh, as, you know, the last few weeks, uh, Drag the Waters and Talk To Me have joined on to the, the CMS podcast network and, uh, right. you know, just kind of talk through kind of the, the, the mindset behind the, uh, the, the net, you know, putting together a network. Sure, man. Well, you know, the, the thought's pretty easy. It's that we all especially the 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 main four shows that that are on it which is classic metal shows skull sessions um aftershocks and and obviously talk to me um you know we all kind of promote each other's stuff anyway you know every time one of us does a show i think it, it always shows up on on one if not everybody else's social media anyway you know so it made sense to instead of having this this pool of shows which we all listen to and which we all you know enjoy you know it made more sense to just kind of put it all together in one place kind of merge the audiences together 
merge the technology together and give us and give it more of like one platform where people can get a lot of entertainment during the week. And I mean, it's really working as far as, you know, as far as delivering, ta- um, you know, entertainment for people, there's, there's tons of, I mean, there's five hours of CMS, there's one or two hours of you, whether depending on if it's a drag the waters week or not, there's, um, you know, an hour, hour and a half of um, skull sessions. And there's always two interviews, roughly an hour of um, aftershocks. So, you know, it's like 10 hours a week of entertainment for people that are, you know, that are in this hard rock and heavy metal world or want, you know, the shock jockery of the classic metal show or whatnot. You know, there's a lot of entertainment there. And it just made sense for us to just pool our resources and, and put everything together to, to kind of build out something that's, you know, that's stronger than the individual parts, I guess. And the one thing I like about kind of joining on to the network is, is, you know, now talk to, you can find talk to me, like if any way you want, like on your Apple TV, on your Roku, on your, you know, on the CMS app, you know, there's so many different ways to find it. And uh, I like that you kind of go out and, and, you know, you see another place you can put the show even if only five people listen on that platform, that's just like it adds to the pile, you know, rather than just mm-hmm. going through iTunes or just going through Spotify, you know, you tend to look to see the new places to to add the show to uh, almost on like a daily basis. Because every time I get an email from you, it's like, oh, uh, you know, now we're available <laughs> on this and now we're available on that. No, we're, you know, I added you to the, uh, you know, to the app and you know, so many crazy places. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm a tech first. I mean, in 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 part of my day life, I own an IT company, and I'm the main guy at the IT company. And I I constantly build stuff. I, I love building. You know, I built the website. I built in the platform for it. I built FUPAL, which is our video outlet. You know, I I I built the app. You know, I I like to build this kind of stuff. And to be honest, any moment that I can be working on entertainment stuff instead of working on business stuff i'm going to work on the entertainment stuff you know i'm i'm much more i i do fine with with my businesses so you know i don't have to worry about you know making making the mortgage or any of that stuff so for me it's just like i i want to grow this thing as big as is anybody because i think we have as good a shows as anybody you know i i looked and, and I, I studied what the big players in the in the podcasting world were doing. I, I took a look at what Gas Digital was doing. I, I've watched Kumia, what he does for years. I, I've watched Podcast One, what they do with their website and with their technology and whatnot. And I was like, you know, I can do, I can make this as good or better than any of them are doing. And, you know, and I'm, I'm focused and, and, I, and I'll be honest. I got really into this full time because I got annoyed with an interview that you did. You know, I, we, you did the interview with, um, who is it from Lamb of God? Um, John Campbell. John Campbell. Yeah. John Campbell from Lamb of God. And then I got the email that I had asked for somebody from Lamb of God for aftershocks and I got turned down and I got really fucking pissed off about it. <laughs> and, and I was like, this is bullshit, you know, and, and the publicist was like, well, you're, you know, your podcast, and I had asked for it for Aftershocks, so it didn't work for CMS. But the publicist was like, well, your podcast isn't big enough for it. 
And it really lit a fire under my ass. And I was like, this is fucking nonsense, you know, not because you got it, but because I didn't get it. And I was like, wait, I've been in this business 20 years. I've done, I've hosted Lamb of God for shows, for God's sakes, you know, in my career. And I was like, the only reason I got turned down was because I started something new. And it really made me think about, well, I've got to put things together. I, you know, I've got to kind of merge the things that I have into one, one bigger thing because I'm getting aced out in my own business and it, and it didn't make sense to me to keep doing that. So off to work I went and, you know, I, I built the, the CMS podcast network website and built the, you know, the podcasting platform for it. And then I, I wasn't happy with that. So then I mixed in video and then I wasn't happy with that. So then I, you know, retooled the app this week so that you guys are all on the app. That's, you know, so that people that want to get these shows in the app store can do that as well. And, you know, it just keeps, it just keeps on going, man. And I love it. I, you know, I love the fact that if you take, if you look at any one of our shows and you take, I don't know, um, talk is Jericho or Eddie trunk podcast or, or Josta, whoever it is, and if you go show for show, you will find us on more platforms than even the biggest players. And that's that's on purpose, and that's because I'm driven to be every single place where we can possibly be. It's so it's funny to hear that you know the I my getting of John Campbell bummed you out because it's funny because you know when you put in an uh, interview request for Lamb of God, you know you want Randy, you know, and then you get sure. offered the bass player, which you know uh, obviously I'm a bass player. And but I I also understand you know where where my show ranks in kind of the hierarchy of shows and when you see I I see the shows on my level getting the the B level players in a band you know where mm-hmm. you know like I'll get the uh, you know the drummer of Hatebreed you know but Jamie right. Josta himself is going to go on to you know Forbes dot com or something crazy right Dean Del Rey or whatever sure yeah it's it's, it's a mess man it's I mean I guess I did have Jamie booked back in February, but that's when like the pandemic hit and he had to cancel his second day of uh press or whatever for the album. But uh, just, right. it just, you know, it just kind of bums you out when you see shows that you think you're doing as good, if not better job than getting mm-hmm. the, you know, the lead singer or the, the face of the band, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and you know what, dude, I, and, and I say this all the time, I'll put what our four shows are doing up against anybody. Up again, and I'll certainly put my own interviews against anybody in the industry. I don't care who who you think is a great interviewer, whether you think it's Trunk or Dean Del Rey or Stern or whoever. I will put my interviews one on one against any one of them, and I and I challenge anybody to do that. You know, and it is frustrating. It's frustrating as fuck when you know. First of all, you know, you know that more people like Josta. I'll use Josta as an example. I guarantee you that me or you interviewing Jamie Josta will do a more informed, better interview <clears throat> than Forbes magazine will do, right. than LA Times will do. But they just go simply on stats. And you know what? Stats don't mean anything if it's a but you know, if the if the LA Times does two million viewers uh you know a day or whatever. How many of those 2 million viewers that are reading the LA Times are also hate breed fans? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, you know, but I guarantee you 
98% of Talk To Me fans are hate breed fans. I guarantee you 75% of Aftershocks fans are hate breed fans. And, you know, so maybe maybe we don't reach as many people in their eyes, but we reach the actual people that might buy a, buy the music or buy the concert tickets. It's It's dumb business, if you ask me, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, that kind of goes back to when Hardwired came out and Metallica did, you know, a couple of podcasts. They did, you know, you know Joe mm-hmm. Rogan and, you know, a couple of things like that, but they only did one or two. But I think that either you or me could have gotten a James Hetfield thing and probably got it in, in, his front of, in front of as many eyes as Joe Rogan in the end because we probably mm-hmm. would have gotten a few, you know, pull quotes that would have went on to rollingstone.com and alternative press and, and blabbermouth yeah. and all that stuff. And I think, I think the reach in the end probably would have been as far, maybe not on the initial, you know, ticker, uh, uh, you know, of, of listeners. Man, probably true. I uh, do look at how much run your West Borland interview has gotten. It's still getting run. That was what, two years ago, three years ago, three years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Three years ago. I saw it popped up what last week, yeah. last week it popped up in the news. So, you know, this thought of it, there's still some old school thought out there. And I don't know if it's the, I don't think it's the publicists cause the publicists seem to get it, but it definitely seems like the, you know, the management and the bigger management, the Q primes and whatnot of the world, they still don't get it. They still have that old school mentality of, well, we got to do terrestrial radio. Yeah. You know, we got to we got to do a terrestrial show. Well, most people are not listening to terrestrial radio for music anymore. They're just not. You know, they're, they're When's the last time you turned on terrestrial radio so that you could listen to something musical? Not in a you long know, time. As, yeah. I was going to say it's probably been years. And, you know, people go to terrestrial radio for one of two things because there's not enough politics on social media, so they have to go to the radio <laughs> to get it. Or because they want to get sports talk. They want to they want to hear their favorite talk about their favorite sports team. That's it. There's no there's no other audience out there. There's no music audience for for, you know, for modern music that's coming out now. There's there's definitely a radio audience out there for, you know, Led Zeppelin and, um, you know, Jefferson Airplane. But, you know. What radio station is playing Hate Breed? What radio station is playing Lamb of God? What radio station is playing this accept record from, you know, that that you're going to talk to Wolf about here in a little bit? None of them. So, you know, podcasting is where it's where it is at. And, you know, I'm hopeful that with with what we're building here with the CMS uh, podcasting network that we can kind of take it, take it, at least take our shows up to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And the, uh, you know, and just the reach of, of, you know, if you get onto a terrestrial radio station, you know, the reach is, is, is minimal compared to how far our shows can go because, you know, I see the stats, you see the stats and you're like, man, we have, you know, 300 listeners in Australia, (laughs) you know, you're like, like, where is this coming from? We're like, just these crazy, you know, a lot, I have a lot of listeners in Japan it's like, I think our our overall global reach is much bigger than uh, than you know anything that any terrestrial radio station can do. Well, and, and even our raw numbers are bigger, dude. When you really get down to it, you know one of the one of the big things that I have found in the last year, and it is by sheer luck that I figured out how to do this. It, it was just 
like, like you said at the beginning, it, it was just my never ending quest to be everywhere. You know, I had a Roku and I was watching some, I was watching some bullshit channel and, and, and I was like, well, how can this guy have a channel? And I don't, I'm smart. I gotta be smarter than this guy, you know? And so I taught myself how to build a Roku channel and I built a Roku channel <laughs> and then I built an I built myself an Amazon for Amazon fire. Cause I had an Amazon stick. I was like, well, let me see. I looked online and found a, you know, a template and did it. And you know, the one thing that I found is that's where the listeners are these days. You know, and I was sharing stats with you, man, of, of like recent stuff. And the stats are, um, the stats for video are, you know, you, I told you your numbers and you were like, well, that would be like top five of your episodes that you've done. Yeah. And that was, that was on like Drew 48 and nothing against Drew. I love Drew. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's Drew Fortier. It's not uh, <laughs> Dave Mustaine. Right. You know, and, and you know, I, I mean, the, it, and again, it just goes back to one of the reasons, it's one of the reasons I asked you to join the network. You know, you do a professional job, you do the video, you know, you're, you're, you're getting more and more involved with the video. You bought the right software for the video, so it looks really cool. And all of that is kind of the future of podcasting. I think the old days of, you know, here's an MP3, we're uploading it and there, that's it. I think that's kind of run its course a little bit. And that's still going to work for the car, but it's, it's not the only place to be seen. And, you know, it's next wave of, of podcasting. I think Joe Rogan pretty much established it. And now it's become affordable and doable, so... Why not be on the cutting edge and do it, right? Absolutely. And uh, as we kind of kind of turn this over to to Wolf Hoffman, the uh, guest this week, I know you're a big fan. And uh, it's funny, my my history with Wolf is as uh, you know when I got offered the interview, like you did, is I was like, yeah, I'll take it because. And it's very strange that when I was in high school, the Accept guys moved to Nashville, right, and. They they did a video like in my suburb, and my and I we had a a, a class called video productions in our uh, high school, and our teacher I guess was on this crew that did this video, and he knew that okay. me and my friend Eli and a couple of us you know we had long hair and we were like you know <laughs> listening to metal and stuff, and he was I don't know if he was trying to relate or trying to be cool, but he was uh he showed us this video. He's like, hey, I just did this video for this band, except. And we're like, what? No, you didn't. You know, and and uh, actually, I asked Wolf. I was like, did you guys do a video in Hendersonville? He's like, yeah, actually, yes, we did. You know, and uh, and so I found the video and actually watched it again. I was like, huh, maybe maybe Mr. Barrett was telling the truth back then. But uh, and then and then ended up my friend Eli, who played guitar in a uh, twelve volt negative Earth with me for a while, and who was you know kind of my go to you know metalhead friend in in high school and still one of my best friends today. Uh, became a photographer and Wolf was a photographer kind of in right. the, in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, in between phases of accept, you know, he was, he was doing all these like, uh, you know, still photo shoots and things like that. And Eli actually became Wolf's assistant. And, oh, nice. and so it was like, Hey, you know, I'm talking to Wolf and he's like, Oh my, you know, I told my friend and he was like, Oh man, make sure you to tell him I said hello. And you know, he's living out in Utah now. And then Wolf was like, you know, I so saw when I told Wolf in our mutual friend, he was like, Oh my God, no way. You know? And, uh, so it was, it was kind of a, a cool, um, 
you know, it's a cool chat. We did have technical difficulties. The chat is only like 12 minutes long, but uh, he was cool about it. And, uh, you know, we just kind of shot the shit more than uh, more than like, you know, you know, what was it like writing balls to the wall? You know, I, I didn't get to ask him that question. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, good, man. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. What do you think of the new album? I like it. I like it. I like it better than the last two. You know, I, I'm I I do like the Tornillo records, but um, the last two didn't stick with me very long. I like this new one a lot. It's heavy and it's you know it's old school arena rock, which that always works for me. I, I'm digging it. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it a lot too, man. I was going through the uh, uh, you know just kind of listening to it, getting ready for the interview, and obviously, I was never a giant except fan, but it was kind of it was more of a. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it was just kind of always around, especially with obviously sure. them moving to town uh, in my younger days and things like that. So, uh, you know, obviously did grow up watching balls to the wall and headbangers ball and things like that. And then, so it was kind of cool to, to, to full circle it, I guess, and actually talk to him sure. about, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Uh, uh, well, I guess I'll just leave that for the interview, but yeah, we, he, we were talking about Nashville and asked him if he was a, a Titans fan and his response uh, definitely cracked me up. <laughs> nice <laughs> alright guys with that uh, any more of Chris and Maya's ramblings let's uh, let's get into my chat with uh, with Wolf Hoffman the undertaker is a busy man for he and death go hand in hand he wants all day all night he loves the dead they are his life no mortal can escape his plan he sifts us all as 
All right, guys, let's welcome uh, Wolf Hoffman from Accept to the Line. New album out January 15th, 2021. Too Mean to Die Wolf, how are you tonight? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you, my friend. Man, what a uh, killer new album. Uh, I've been listening to it the last few days, getting into it, and uh, Andy Sneap definitely knocked it out of the park again. Yeah, he did. And uh, I think we had something to do with it as well, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, made a great it, guy. <laughs> he made it sound good. You guys did all of the uh, hard know, work. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can, you can give him all the praise. I'm just glad to be in the same room as he is. Uh, to so, walk in his shadow. I like to walk in his shadow when I can. <laughs> well, I mean, 10 years ago when you started working with him, you know, he's just a producer, but now he's Judas Priest guitarist Andy Sneap. Exactly. And that doesn't make things easier because uh, he was scheduled to go on tour all summer long with Judas Priest. And we thought, well, if he's going to wait, uh, if he's going to be away for most of the year, how is he going to work with us? How, we, uh, how are we going to get this album done? So he and he and I decided we're going to start working as soon as we can to get get as much done as we can while we can before he has to go away. And so we started working in March on the first batch of songs uh, without having all the songs written and ready. But we thought, you know, let's get it while we can and then worry about the rest later. And in the middle of all this, Corona started to happen. And uh, so he went back home and it was pretty obvious soon that nobody will tour this year, which meant he had the time to work on our album, but there was no way to get him back into the U.S. So we had to actually use him through a sort of a Zoom call setup while the rest of us were in Nashville. It's crazy, but we got it done. Now, are you still living down in Nashville? Mm-hmm. Well, I only I'm, I'm part time in Florida, but I'm basically I still have a place in Nashville. Yes, mm-hmm. I think I heard him maybe talking about how he he worked on that album basically over the internet and and just kind of uh, you know zoomed in on a call, like you said. I mean, how did that work? And you know, was it uh, was it difficult for him? Was there lag? And you know, you're playing, you know, him getting the tracks and things like that, and hearing what was going on. Uh, well, yeah, we tried to record so that he would record and remotely and and it would run on his machines or in his setup in the uk but that didn't pan out to be so good so in the end we was it was that uh the nashville crew we were recording everything and he was just listening in and we would send him all the different takes and he would later assemble the stuff so uh he was yeah it was a little little awkward but at the end of the day it worked out okay and i think the fact that we know each other quite well also helped a lot, you know, maybe had this been our first production together, it would have been awkward, more awkward or more difficult. I don't know. Now, you and I talked a little bit before this interview about, you know, us having a mutual friend and, uh, you know, in your downtime, kind of in the in, in the in-between of Accept and kind of bringing it back, mm. you know, you, uh, mm. you did some photography and I'm sure you still do that. But, uh, um, you know, since you've brought Accept back, you know, how have you enjoyed the uh, the fan uh, reception? <laughs> Oh my God, it's been phenomenal. And uh, we didn't really know what was going to come when we did all that uh, over 10 years ago. Um, you know, we just made the best record we could and, and, and hope for the best and hope that fans would, uh, you know, welcome us back with a new lead singer. And 
by golly, they did <laughs> very much so. And and we've been, you know, countless world tours later and five albums later, it's still going strong. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a ride these last ten years. It's been great. What originally brought you to Nashville? Um, I, I believe I remember uh, you coming to town, but I don't I don't uh, I don't know the story behind what brought you to to actual Nashville. Um, I think it was the fact that we that that it was Music City USA. We were my wife and I moved there because we love being surrounded by music companies, music people, producers, uh, publishers, all that you know the business that we're in. Mm-hmm. When you, I guess, when you're when you're a fisherman, you want to <laughs> live close to the ocean. Right. You know what I mean? You want to be where the fish are. And it, it, it doesn't matter whether you're country or metal. It's At the end of the day, it's all the same business. And it's great to be in a city that's all around music. Now, selfishly, did you become a Titans fan while you've been in town? Do you follow the team? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I don't give a damn about any sport. Sorry to say. No, so, it's all good. You know, sometimes you know they they gravitate towards the uh, predators or the titans or something. So I didn't know if you uh, if you made it out into town. I don't even know. I don't even know who plays what kind of sport. I mean, I'm I'm so dumb. I don't. I, you know, the people. I mean, the other guys in the band always, you know, have a laugh because I, I have no idea about baseball, football, any none of it. Sorry, not my game. And uh, how long ago did you move to Nashville? It's been it's been a while now. Oh yeah, it's almost uh, tw- uh, twenty-seven years ago. So the town, Crazy, huh? And the, I've seen the change. Yeah, I was going to see the change. The town change completely. I mm-hmm. mean, it was a sleepy little village compared to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, it's definitely a different animal than uh, than than when I grew up there. So it's definitely uh, it's definitely grown. And you know, when I when I was a kid, I thought it was a huge town, and now when I see it, I'm like, oh my god, it's it's a massive town. Yeah, now it is really. I mean, I go back there downtown sometimes. If I haven't been there in a few months, it's like whole city blocks have appeared out of nowhere. And it's to the point where I don't even know my way around anymore. It's it's changed so much. It's almost unrecognizable. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but honestly, I almost like it better, a little sleepier. It's, it's crazy now. So everybody's moving there and the city is changing at a rapid pace. And of course, the traffic cannot keep pace. So it's pretty congested now oh yeah absolutely well let's get back to the uh, the new album here um you know were, were there any thoughts of kind of maybe holding it off even anymore you know with the coronavirus and you know hopefully maybe a vaccine coming soon but uh were you going to hold it off more or just uh needed to get it out uh you know in january well there were talks and we had discussions but in the end we agreed on that strategy to maybe release it now while it's ready while it's hot and fresh and I don't know, just get it out there and not sit on it for another year because it's been already, mm, I think, almost four years since our last studio release. Of course, we've done uh, done live albums and other things. My solo album appeared in the middle time. But it's been four years. It's a long time after, you know, since the last studio album. And so we figured, you know, let's, let the fans at least enjoy the music now while it's here and then we worry about the live shows later but yeah there were discussions because we've never had this this crazy situation that we have a, an album out and no tour to go inside with it but at least this way the fans can have the album and they can start the next year off properly with a good solid metal album you know 
And with the uh, the Undertaker video shoot, you know, with your your uh, photography background, I mean, do you do a lot of the, you know, setting up the shots, or, or do you do you hire someone outside to do that? Ah, good question. Actually, yes, I still do some stuff, but especially when I need to be in the shots myself, of course, you know, somebody else needs to be there to run the camera. And uh, I have a good friend of mine, Scott Diassa. He's, 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 he moved to Nashville as well, like everybody <laughs> else moves to Nashville lately. So he's there, and we actually shot some of the sequences uh, um, of the band walking down the cemetery for that video. That was shot in Nashville at this old uh this old cemetery there the the civil war place or the civil war cemetery and uh the other part of the video was shot in poland and then edited together you would never think it but it's actually even shot on different continents (laughs) you know social distancing now, speaking of videos, and I was trying to find this video online, and I remember from high school in the mid-90s, I feel like there was a video for Accept that was recorded in Hendersonville, Tennessee, with some Hendersonville police officers, and I can't find it. Am I crazy? Did I make that story up in my head? No, you didn't. That was actually a song called Death Row. I haven't seen it in years myself, and I don't think it turned out great back then, but uh, it was definitely shot in... Yeah, locally, because we lived there and we wanted a video and uh, we had local contacts, so we we shot it there. Yeah, true. I'm almost positive that my video productions teacher was part of that crew. (laughs) So uh, I think he was trying to be cool with us when we were kids. And uh, he was like, I just shot a video for the band Accept. And we're like, no, you didn't. (laughs) So I guess he did. That's that's amazing. Yeah, he did. Somebody did. I mean, whether he was your teacher or not, I don't know, but somebody right, right. shot it. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Uh, any any tour dates coming up? Any any plans on going out in twenty twenty one? You know, are they uh, they they getting those yeah, in line there's yet? Lots of plans, but lots of plans. We have a lot of shows on the books uh, all the way into the summer, and uh, you know, but they've been some of them are repeat ba- day, um, uh, dates from last year because. Obviously, everything was canceled uh, from this year. Everything was canceled in 2020. So I'm hoping that that will actually happen. Uh, but, I mean, it's every anybody's guess, like, how realistic that is at this point. I guess we have to wait a little longer until the doors open for real. But they are planned, for sure, all across Europe and some U.S. dates, some Japan dates. Everything's planned. But, you know, until it happens, it's just a plan. Well, Wolf, I see that we're coming up on time here, so I better wrap it up. Uh, thanks for the time. Sorry about the technical difficulties. We'll have to do this again. And uh, once again, man, the new Accept album, Too Mean to Die, out January 15th. And uh, Wolf, man, thanks for taking the time. You bet, my friend. Take care, stay safe, and, you know, uh, yeah, stay metal. <laughs> Take care.
All right, huge thank you to Wolf Hoffman for taking the time. Like I said, you know, a quick interview with Wolf, but uh, it was cool. We'll definitely have to do that again and get him back on the podcast. And uh, Chris, man, this has been fun. Yeah, a lot of fun, dude. Thanks for having me on. And make sure that people go to the CMS Podcast Network, cmspn.com. Can you name off all the platforms that you can find this show on? Holy shit. Now you're really <laughs> going to test me. Um, well, there's at, there's Amazon Fire Sticks. Um, actually, I just built a brand new app for that. So you can look up. Um, it should be approved tonight, I would imagine. So by the time people hear this, it should be out there. It's um, Just look up CMS Podcast Network. Or let's see. You can go to cmspn.com. You can go to fviewpal, F-V-I-E-W-P-A-L.com. Um, or you can go to cootersmiles.com. <laughs> and that's another, that's that's a CMS joke. But um, <laughs> but I have that pointed to the video platform as well. Um, you can get the videos on Rumble. You can get the videos on YouTube. You can get the videos on BitChute. Um, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Overcast, um, Pocket Casts, um, Anchor. <laughs> uh, I think there's, I think there's honestly, as far as the little podcast platforms that are out there, I think we're registered on like 20, 23 of them or something. Nice. So we're on twenty three of those. Or, you know, or if you're just you just want to have an app, if you just look up um, classic metal show in your um, in your I, iOS store or your Google Play store on your phone, install that. And even if you hate the classic metal show, that's fine, because there's now a talk to me um, button right on it where you just click talk to me and then you get all the talk to me stuff segregated out so you can get it there. And, um, you know, we're everywhere, man. There's. <laughs> There's literally not a place. There's not a place that I'm aware of that does um, podcasts. Well, there is one. The Pandora we're not on yet, but I'm working on that. I have submitted it, and they keep going back and forth to me because the cover art of the classic metal show has the F word in it, and they don't want that on their platform. So nice. <laughs> yeah, I've seen but some other, people talking about getting on Pandora, and it seems to be taking everyone forever to get on there. Yeah. Well, they took the submission and, and promptly turned it down and said, you have you have adult content in your logo. You can't use that. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll adjust it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, it, whatever you use, it's bound to be there is, is really the, the solution. My, my, my strongest solution, though, is um, cmspn.com just because everything's there. Everything's super easy. If you go to any episode – you know, as we move forward, you'll get both um, the video and the audio is there so that you can watch it, listen to it or, um, you know, subscribe, you know, on each page. It's the easiest way to do it. It's it's made for phones. So it, it looks real nice. and It's real easy to work on your phone. So CMSPN.com is the easiest way. But no matter how you do your podcasting, assume we're there. Nice. And uh, one last thing, Chris, if the Browns stay the five seed and the Titans win the division, but we're probably going to be the four seed, that means the Titans and Browns have a playoff game. And I think you might have to come out of uh, come out of kneeling retirement for that one. Won't be out of retirement. I'm telling you. <laughs> you, just, hey, all, you, you just said the uh, regular season. I don't think you ever clarified postseason. 
I believe me, it'll kill me. It will kill me to not watch, but I will not be. If they go to the Super Bowl, I will not watch. I'm I'm sticking to my guns on this one, man. I, I can't deal with the whole social justice. And I know you don't want to turn this into political debate, but, you know, I, I'm going to stand by my I'm I'm going to stand. You know, everybody else can kneel. I'm going to stand. Well, there you go. Well, Chris, man, thanks for taking the time tonight. And uh, once again, thanks to Wolf Hoffman for taking the time. And uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks, bro. All right. And for the uh, Talk To Me podcast, I've been Joshua Toomey, and I will talk to you guys soon.